Mike writes, I know mentioning the F word, you torpedo a lot of cross the aisle discussion, but it would be interesting to hear your thoughts on dot, dot, dot. Now, before I read what the F word is, all you know is that, because I'm reading this and I'm like, oh, geez, I don't even know. I don't even know if I should continue reading this. All right, here we go. It'd be, it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on how the president's actions line up with Umberto Eco's features of fascism and how this is uh, clearly read differently by Blue Team Red Team, since we all love to invoke the F word against the opposition. Oh, man, better F word than I thought. I know it personally worries me, but I'd appreciate your take. All right, so I'm going to do it. I'm going to go through Umberto Eco's 14 features of fascism, and I'm going to make the argument on either side. Number one, the cult of tradition. Well, obviously, the conservatives are all about making America great again, right? Let's go back to the old days. We are forever scarred the further we turn away from God's light. A heteronormative, religious culture for which they continue to shove down our throats. And the liberals, on the other hand, all they do is pine for the days when they were able to get away with everything forever. When they were, when, when they were in control of the media before social media, pre-drudge, pre-Twitter, pre-Facebook, hell, pre-AM radio. When all it took was a little personal phone call between the powers that be in uh, the liberal elite and their uh, media allies, and they were able to totally control everything. That's the tradition that they long for. A rejection of modernism is number two. Which, of course, I mean, need I say more exactly? Conservatives be conservatizing. They reject anything that might come uh, of from any kind of progress. And all the liberals do is prefer to not even act like there has been evolution on, on conservative thought. Indeed, it is the liberal deities plugged into the top of their power structure like Harvey Weinstein who fought tooth and nail against the Me Too movement. Number three, the cult of actions for action's sake. Well, obviously, these conservatives, these Trump fans, all they want to do is hunt down enemies and smear them. They want to make their their memes uh, about about all these uh, 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 things that are homophobic and uh, Islamophobic and transphobic. They are the, the bringing rise, bringing rise to the worst parts of our society just because they can. And these liberals, need I say more, Cancel culture, action for action's sake. We need to deplatform. We need to unmask. We need to remove the voice of anybody that we disagree with simply so we can all be seen doing a thing. Number four, disagreement is treason. Yeah, I mean, this one's easy. The conservatives fall in line. They are lockstep. If you don't agree with what they have to say and you can't performatively show that you are indeed the most sexist, homophobic, and racist, then you are a cuck, snowflake libtard. And these liberals can't even keep on the same side. They got so bored canceling people on the right because the right didn't care that now they have to start canceling each other. 
Disagreement for them indeed is treason. Number five, fear of difference. These conservatives can't stand the idea that the world is changing. They can't stand the idea that people that were marginalized now have rights. And these liberals can't understand that their leaders have led them astray. They are so, so afraid of taking a look at a different way of life that they will mark lockstep behind anybody as long as they are able to sufficiently fearmonger that there is any other way of looking at the world. They are truly afraid of difference. Number six, appeal to social frustration. The conservatives found their army with a bunch of pud-pulling incel basement dwellers who were upset because the white man wasn't on top anymore. Pure and simple. They channeled the anger of white supremacy in decline and they, and they got them all to the voting booth. And don't get me started on the liberals. The appeal to social frustration, why everything that goes wrong is all of a sudden all about Mitch McConnell or Donald Trump. There's no element of society that can't be traced back to the fact that they ran a crappy candidate in 2016. The idea that the marginalized black community is told that there's only one way to salvation and that's at the voting booth by hitting the Democratic button when to this point, Donald Trump passed criminal justice reform that Obama never could and thanks to complete lack of anything in Congress, Donald Trump has led the way in police reform. Number seven, obsession with a plot. I mean, how could it be more obvious what these conservatives are doing? They have slowly but surely eroded rights until they could install the strong man they've all secretly wanted in their, in their hearts for all these feckless wingtips, these boffins, they really wanted what they got with Trump, a big, puffy dictator. And everything that Donald Trump is doing is there to ensure that he has maximum, maximum uh, control, and he's never going to give it up. Oh, these liberals, though, these liberals, the way that they have latched on from the first moment that their campaign screwed up in 2016, they click on a phishing email, they get embarrassed, their skeletons are out of the closet, and from that moment on, it is Russia. Everything is Russia. Fake news is Russia. There is a, 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 this whatever... Facebook ad buying spree the GRU was doing now all of a sudden becomes a international plot between Donald Trump and Putin. Obsessed with this plot. Number eight, the enemy is both strong and weak. These conservatives, I can't believe that they love this idiot Donald Trump can't draw his own name if he got 14 tries and 15 crayons. I mean, he's also a dangerous madman that is so cruel. He is intentionally inflicting cruelty on us. The cruelty is the point, and he knows what buttons to press. He's very stupid. 
And these liberals, oh, they obsess over their heroes. The empty-headed, moronic AOC. Basically just a, a barmaid who's really going to lead the country to socialism. She's really going to. She's so dangerous. She, she, she knows how to push everybody's buttons. She's an idiot. Number nine, pacifism is trafficking with the enemy. If you're not fighting, if you're not in the streets, you are part of the problem. If you do not post this hashtag, then you are standing with the other side. If you do not post this black uh, uh, box on your Instagram, then it's very telling. It's just very telling exactly what you are about. And meanwhile, all these cucks that used to run the Republican Party, if, if you are not out here actually fighting for somebody that wins, somebody that actually put Republicans into office, then honestly, get out of here. We don't need you. We don't need, uh, we don't, it, it's your old, old balls. Number 10, contempt is for the weak. Want to know what almost bothers me more than the conservatives? It's these Aaron Sorkin liberals. These Aaron Sorkin liberals that all they want to do is gasp and they want to chase this weird version of a, a fantasy where everybody can get along. No, the conservatives are evil and you treat them like they are evil. And these liberals, oh, you want to know what? It, high art for the treasonous rhinos of the Republican Party, the Lincoln Project. Oh, just delighting all their liberal best friends because they dare say, oh, Trump won and he's not who I like. Contempt is weakness. Number 11, everyone is educated to become a hero. This is your time, liberals. Now we can all stand up. We can all change the world, finally, once and for all. And, and conservatives, this is our time. Finally, we have a champion that'll fight for what we want. 12, machismo and weaponry. You know, the one thing that I really like about Joe Biden is that he, he's not afraid of Donald Trump. He's not afraid of Donald Trump. He's going to look Donald Trump right in the eye and he's going to tell him exactly what we've all been saying about him for the last four years. And that's what I love about Trump. Trump's going to look Biden right in the eyes and he's going to be like a man. He's going to really talk to him the way we've wanted to talk to these liberal politicians forever. Number 13, selective populism. You want to know who the real populists are. The real populists are the union workers. The real populists are the marginalized communities. The real populists are those that have been put under the boot heel of a system for which was never set up for them. They are the grist of capitalism. They are the true populists. I mean, these liberals want to define exactly who their populists are, but we know because they went to the polls in 2016 that the real people that have been hurt by these disastrous trade policies of the Democrats for the past 20 years, they're the populists. They're the ones that are really making their voice heard. 
And number 14, your fascism speaks newspeak. The issue we have now is the alt-right. The microaggressions of cultural imperialism are here with us every day. And these liberals, don't get me started. Don't get me started. These pedo clown world snowflakes with their safe spaces. Oh, always complaining about being triggered. Well, facts don't care about feelings. Go complain about it to your wife's boyfriend. And there we go. That has been my presentation of Umberto Eco's 14 Faces of Fascism from both the left and right perspective. I did most of that in one take, and I'm now legitimately terrified how easy it was. <laughs>